Welcome to the Elevate Effect podcast, where we give you the resources to take you from workloads to workflows. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm an online systems educator for coaches. Fueled by cold brew and a love for watching endless reruns of Friends, I'm here to give you the tools and the support you need to scale your business and take back charge of your life and your time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's do the damn thing. All right. Hello, everybody. I am so excited for today's episode because we are with Elizabeth McCravey, who is a web designer and business coach, and we're going to be talking all things website related today. So Elizabeth, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Obviously, like we've been in each other's circles for years now at this point. I think I purchased one of your website templates for the first time in... 2018, 2019. It was a while back. And so I've, you know, been in Elizabeth circle for a while, followed her for a really long time. And she was recently a client of ours. And so it's been so fun watching, you know, her business grow over the past couple of years, but I would love for you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and about your business and how you got started and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. And it is crazy because you were like, one of my first like 10 customers um, when I started my template shop. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, so it's so cool. And it was so amazing for me to be able to come back and like support your business recently. Like, um, like you said, cause I was a client, which you guys are the best. That was an amazing experience. So, um, but yes, I'm, I'm excited to chat and it's funny that we've already been chatting like 25 minutes before hitting record. (laughs) Um, we were just saying before, so we could talk like mom and business stuff forever together, but yes. Okay. So I'm Elizabeth. I, my main thing is I create and sell show it website templates designed to be like, really help you stand out in your business. Also really easy to customize, um, and really just fun templates. So that's my main thing. And I have a course for designers called book.designer that teaches you how to build an in-demand business as a brand or website designer. And I live right outside of Nashville in Franklin, Tennessee with my husband, Adam, and my son, Colin, who's like two weeks older than Courtney's son. Yeah, so that's just, fun. We just did the math right before this recording. Like yeah. how, I knew they were close in age, but we didn't, I didn't realize they were that close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And that's, you know, I think talking about your, your templates and everything in your course, I obviously as a template purchaser, I've kind of experienced, you know, not kind of, I have experienced your client or customer journey from a client perspective. And, you know, with your templates, you, you know, get little, a behind the scenes kind of course on how to customize it. And you built this really awesome. I think it's in Kajabi, isn't it? where you have your course. Yeah. I know how much you put into just that piece of it. So I can't imagine, you know, this course that you've built out for designers, booked out designer, how, you know, thoughtful and detail oriented, I'm sure it is for people that are trying to build a business as a designer. So anything Elizabeth touches is gold. I just tell you guys, if you have, if you need a website template, definitely go to her. I think I have actually purchased two from you at this point. I think I purchased two templates and like a sales page and she's, if you guys have ever been on my website, it's probably been Elizabeth. So, but I know one of the main focuses um, of your business is making sure that websites that you create have high conversion rates, which is obviously super important for us as either service-based businesses or people that have courses or group programs. So what are some of the key things to having a high converting website and how do you think having a high converting website benefits your business overall? Yeah. So, okay. I, I love this question. I always love talking about high, making your website high converting, which by the way, like if people are like, Oh, what does that even mean? Cause that can kind of feel like a, 
businessy buzzword hearing high converting. I think of it as meaning people are landing on your website and taking whatever actions you're wanting them to take, whether that be filling out your contact form to inquire to work with you one-on-one, or if you're like selling courses or e-commerce things, then they're going on your site and buying, or they're staying a long time and reading your blog post, whatever it is. So that's what I mean by high converting. I thought about for this conversation, like three particular things that I think are major keys for the site being high converting. Um, and the first one is having a really solid brand statement. So that is the first big block of text someone reads on your homepage. Um, in reality, it could even we could say it's also like the first thing they read on your service page, but it's just that big block of text comes after the logo, after the navigation. It's typically going to be the first thing people read though. Like they might glance at your logo. They might glance at all the nav options, but they're going to read that brand statement first. And people need to be able to read that and know they're in the right place. Understand if you, you can solve their problem, understand what you're doing and just have a good grasp on things. Cause people have really short attention spans. Um, and that's okay. Like we should design our websites knowing that like people are not just like sitting there reading every single word. They don't have all day. You gotta get to the point, but we want that statement to be like really strong and really clear. So according on y'all's site, y'all's is really good. So y'all says taking you from work loads to work flows. That's the main statement. And then it says the organization you need for the life you desire. And then if we read that first, then you might kind of glance up at the logo, which then under your logo, it says systems and strategy. So it's like all of that together is like your brand statement and the things that are really good in it is first, like it's simple and plain language. It's words we actually use and say, and it's like as aspirational as how I would describe it. Like your idle client's going to read that and be like, yes, I do have workloads and I want workflows. And it's very, like very relatable. And then the systems and strategy part of it is clear. And then the organization you need for the life you desire, that's very aspirational. And there's not any fluffy jargon in it. So that's something a lot of times that we know our businesses so well and our industry so well that we can kind of put words in that don't need to be there. So for listeners, when you're like thinking about a brand statement, some things to like consider hitting on is what you do, who you serve and why it's unique or the transformation you're putting people through. So yours is very transformation focused, right? We're saying from workloads to flows. That's like super, super transformation based, which is awesome. And you can also consider starting with like, I help, or we help, or we do this thing, or you can just cut that out and get straight to it, which yours, if we had wanted to add that, it would say like, we take you from, but that's just almost adding like unnecessary words in y'all's case. So that's one way you can do it. You could say helping, providing, helping you do X from X to Y, that sort of thing. Um, so you want that to be really strong. And then in addition to that, under it, I would say have a call to action with a button linking to either, you know, a free training, which is what you guys have right now, a freebie of some sort, or straight to your service page, straight to your contact page, whatever makes sense. But you can call people to action, like right there from the beginning of your site. Yeah. Okay. And I love that you, I mean, talk about the first thing too, being like your brand statement, because I feel like when I first got started my business and we're actually approaching our five-year anniversary this month, which is wild. I did not put enough time and thought into branding in my business. I thought, or like my brand statement or like a mission statement or anything like that, because I felt like at the time, like, I don't need this to run a business, but 
you kind of use that stuff as like a North star in your business, if that makes sense. And like something that you can filter your decision-making through, because I felt like as I was trying to get my feet underneath me, you know, as a business owner, I was trying to, I was, you know, saying yes to everything. Cause I'm like, Oh, new client, new opportunity, this, this, and that. But they were kind of taking me all over the place in terms of the direction of my business, because I didn't know where I wanted my business to head. I didn't have a clear, you know, pathway that I wanted to go in terms of success or what I wanted to grow or what I wanted my business to look like. And I know that like branding and like branding in general, and then branding in terms of a branding statement or a mission statement or values in your business or where you want your business to head was a missing link for me. And I hadn't really identified what those things were. And once I had that, then it was a lot easier for me to filter my decision-making. So if an opportunity landed in my lap, it's like, okay, how does this get me to my North star point in my business? yes or no. And, and use that as a way to kind of, you know, make decisions. So I'm glad that you kind of touched on that because that was something when I, like I said, I initially started my business, I kind of glazed over versus taking a lot of time developing that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you're, I mean, you're right. And it's so hard to do it at first. So like yeah. for, for people listening who are brand new, know that like it can change a thousand times and that's okay. But it is something like it's similar to your mission statement. Like you're saying, it can be your guiding thing to help you make decisions, to really know what you're about. Thinking of like an elevator pitch, like that sort of thing, but it's okay. Like mine's changed so many times. I'm, I'm at about to be at seven years in business. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's a change and evolves. I'm even like looking at my business right now, like moving into like another season of it. Like what does my brand statement need to, t- need to change to, but yeah, very, very important thing that if even if you're not 100% on it, just put the, put the thought into it is what we're talking about. Um, and know that it's okay to change. You can update on your website whenever you want to, which is yep. nice. I can't count the number of times that we've changed. <laughs> Truly, I can't like, and we're going to change again. We're in the middle of a rebrand at the time of this recording and launching all of that in the new year. And so it'll change again. And I'm sure something will happen in a year from then and change again. And that's okay. It just, I think the great thing about being an entrepreneur running your own business is it can pivot with the lifestyle that you're needing for yourself and pivot for your, your personal needs as well. And I think just going into it, I think I wish I would have looked at that in a, that light a little bit more, just because I feel like it would have helped take a little of the pressure off from being so rigid in my decision-making and having a little bit more flexibility and like giving myself room to pivot a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, as we, we head into the new year, uh, you know, everybody's kind of getting ready to, at the time of this recording, like head out of offline for the holidays. Um, and I know this is generally kind of, like I mentioned a time of year when a lot of business owners really start thinking about their business and what they want for the new year. And a lot of the times a website revamp or rebranding comes with that. So what advice do you give to business owners when it comes to maybe auditing or improving their website for the new year? Yeah. So there, as you look at your website for the new year, there's some things to change that are like, super simple and will take you like one second basically, but that you don't want to get to the end of the year and you're like, wait, my website still says like 2022 in the footer, that sort of thing. One thing I always tell people to make sure they update is updating your copyright in the footer. Like I just said, so you typically are going to have the date there. Um, most business owners do. So you want to update that to the current year, or if you're saying like the year you started through the current year, just make sure that's up to date. And then any dates and times on your site, like sometimes on maybe your about page, you say, I've been in business for years and now it needs to be five years. Um, I always try to, as much as possible, not do that kind of language because then it's just something you have to keep you have track to go of back and do. Yeah. Yeah. But you could always like in click up, I actually literally Courtney was doing this for like working on, um, end of year stuff in the systems y'all set up of adding, 
okay, like every year I need to update that on my website. And there's another spot in my website copy where I've decided like I am using this kind of language that needs to be updated. And so I just have a note like, okay, update that. So that's something you can kind of automate for yourself in a sense. So you don't have to like constantly remember um, all the different little spots on your site. So that's one thing, updating the dates and time, anything like that, copyright um, in your footer. And then adding in new testimonials, like again, it doesn't have to take you a thousand years, but just sitting down for like 20 minutes as business owners, we're so busy often serving our clients and customers that you're getting throughout the whole year, all these amazing new testimonials coming in and you might never change them out. So literally considering on your current site, Maybe there's a testimonial that you have that isn't that strong. And now since then you've worked with someone else who wrote a way stronger testimonial, change it out or adding new ones. Maybe you just started your business and this whole past year, you know, you've only had three testimonials and now you have like six more clients to add. So kind of adding more in replacing and then changing out your photos. So if you have, if you have any new photos that you maybe like have left behind and not added anywhere, making sure you're adding those And it can even just be like, I know a lot of people, if you are more of a personal brand business, you might have like some family photos on your about page that are just from your iPhone, like changing some of those out to be more current. And then the last thing I would say to, to make sure you're updating the similar testimonials, but like adding just the client work. So if you are someone who is doing case studies in your blog, where you have a portfolio, if you know you're a designer, a photographer, making sure you're adding to that. In reality, we should try to do that throughout the whole year, the adding to those. But I know like in reality, we get busy and we don't do it. So that's, this is a great time to like maybe set aside a few hours and like do all those things. Yeah. When you were talking about the photos, I was kind of laughing because I remember when I bought your template for the first time, I didn't have any branding photos and Lazar, my husband at the time, he was just my boyfriend <laughs> took me, we went out and he took photos for me, like in, down in Allie's beach actually. Yeah. Um, cause they have all the white, you know, white houses and he went and took photos for me and I still have them saved somewhere, but I'm just like thinking of the progression, just kind of what we've talked about previously, the progression of your brand and your business and how you were talking about having more of a personal brand because at that time, like I, I had included more personal photos of my life because I was more of a personal brand. And then as I've, you know, had business for the past couple of years, I feel like that's changed and evolved and we're navigating, I would say more away from a personal brand, especially going into 2023, um, into more of, I don't know how you would, you know, word it other than a personal brand yeah, agency agency there. Yeah. yeah. More of an agency style and thinking of how our website needs to change into 2023 to make sure that's reflected. And so, yeah, it just, it's it's really interesting to kind of like hear and like think back through my process with my website with you and how much it's changed and evolved based on my business's needs. And when you're talking about the copyright dates, I was thinking about ClickUp, that website management uh, section where like you can task it out like once a year, update your copyright or, you know, we have a task to update like on our honey book. We have certain times of year that people can select to work with us. So we need to update things like that. That's on our website and, and just building systems into the general day-to-day management of your, of your business. So you don't forget about it because that is the thing too. Like what you mentioned, you get so caught up in the day-to-day and serving clients all the time that we kind of neglect our business or like put it on the back burner, if that makes sense. And, you know, talking about what you're doing and how you can integrate into a system like ClickUp and just kind of have it on rinse and repeat. It's out of sight, out of mind, and it just pops up when you need it. So this is something, if you guys do use ClickUp in listening that you can add in as a recurring task in ClickUp, you know, update your copyright at the end of the year, not even just on your website, but even some freebies. I think we've got copyright data it's on, you know, doing that there too, just little ways that you can systemize throughout your business to make sure that you're keeping things updated for the new year. 
And if you're a podcaster, that's another place that all podcasts have the copyright date. When you look on like Apple podcasts and mine was actually out of date. Like it still said 2021, like so far into the year. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even notice that. So, and that's a, like you're saying about ClickUp, a cool thing where for me, since you guys did the setup, I've like gone back to that like yearly, like audit thing, you guys, the whole task list you guys made and added things like that, that I've realized like, okay, I let the ball drop on that. And then it's like, Hey, I did it. And now it's out of my brain and I can move on. Um, and don't have to remember this later. So yeah, that's really helpful for this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I kind of like, I'm not really pivoting the subject because we were just talking about brands, you know, personal brands. And I know a lot of business owners find it difficult to create a a website that really fits them as a business owner or a unique brand. And that there's so many options as far as templates and platforms and designers to work with, and it can be overwhelming to pick and choose. And so what advice would you give entrepreneurs for building a website that's unique to them? And, and I guess, honestly, before you answer this, I will say that's, I think one of the reasons I chose your templates was because they did really help convey personality. If that makes sense, like personality was a big thing. Like if somebody hopped on my website, I feel like they got a really good feel for me as much as I could, you know, virtually. And with being in a remote space where you're not actually meeting clients in person a lot, I feel like it's so important to be able to communicate that via your website. So yeah, I'll kind of spin that and put that back on back to you in terms of what you think is probably best. Yeah. And that's so hard, right? Like, I feel like a common thing I see people do is that they are like, I want a unique website, which by the way, you can have a unique website that's very custom to you and your brand with a template, with a custom website, like all of it. Like it doesn't have to be just one way um, for you to have a super unique to you website. But my biggest piece of advice is don't copy other people's website just because you like their success and you like their business. This is so common. Like I, I actually, I'm I'm talking about this on an episode upcoming on my podcast, but like, you don't need Jenna Kutcher's website. Like that's, that's an example of someone like copying her website won't give you her success. It will just give you a website that everyone looks at and says, Oh, that looks like Jenna Kutcher or, Oh, that looks like Jenna Kutcher's old site before she redesigned it. And I think so often people get started, especially it's newer people who tend to kind of fall into this trap, but you look at someone like her or like Marie Forleo and you're like, they're super successful. They're also a woman. They do the similar thing to me. I like, you just be like, Oh, I like all this. Let me just do, let me pick the same font. Let me pick the same colors, this layout, the same, but it's just, it's a mistake. Cause people are just going to think, say like your website looks like theirs. And that's about as far as that conversation goes. But instead what I would challenge you to do is like, it's okay. If you're like, I like Jenna Kutcher's website or someone else's, but instead ask yourself, like, what do I like about this? Like taking this person out of it, who you like their brand, you like their business, what actual pieces of it do you like? And how can that relate to who you are as a person, who you are as a brand in your business? So kind of taking them out of it. And you might actually realize you like less about it than you think like they're beautiful websites, but you are really attracted to them as a person thinking about how can you build your own brand in that way? But yeah, that's a big thing I see that is an understandable challenge, but something definitely to try to avoid. Yeah. And I think I'll even add to that when you're talking about templates, we've used a template, like I said, for years now, and it's so easy, especially I think, I mean, show it has a lot. It makes it easy to make changes and customize it using show it, even though we've had a template, never once did it feel like a template. It felt like a custom website. I honestly, I don't know how 
many times I've had people compliment our website or especially like when I was an OBM and more of a personal brand and I worked one-on-one -on -one with clients a lot, just myself before I really grew a team, people would literally say to me that that's why they chose to work with me over somebody else because they they felt like they knew me over just through my website. And I think that's like something that's really important too, especially if you are a service-based business working one-on-one -on -one with clients is finding ways to make maybe even like purchasing your template unique and personal to your brand. But like you said, also doing it in a way that feels personal to you and not just because you like somebody's like, I think I like that you said, you know, asking yourself, what is it that I like about this website or how their branding is or how they've laid it out and making it unique to yourself and, and sticking to that. Because I think then another thing too, is when you first get started, you really don't know what you want or what you like or what it, you're kind of going in blind. And whenever you kind of use other people's businesses as inspiration, I think it kind of like misaligns your business with you. Like you don't feel aligned to your business and you're starting to grow in a direction that doesn't feel good because it's not what you chose for yourself. And I, I could even see that for myself. When I first got started, I was like trying to draw inspiration from other people in the space that I admired. And I mean, I got myself in a position where I wasn't really happy with my business anymore yeah. because it wasn't my business in the way that I would have defined it as successful or something that I was not that I wasn't proud of because I was proud of my business, but it was just not what I wanted. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And, and yeah, with what you were saying about templates and, and websites in general, I think like maybe like six or seven years ago, people thought that like a template meant that you, or website theme is another way to call a template. It's the same concept, but that if you had something like that, that it's just going to look like every other person who bought that same one or that templates are only for beginners. And that's just so changed, which I'm grateful for yeah. someone who makes templates, yeah. but it is like, I, I think people realize now, and I hope listeners realize that like you could start with a template and it looked completely different from other people who bought the same template. And you can be, you know, 10 plus years in the business and still be using templates instead of yeah. custom build size. I have plenty of customers who are in that boat and I use my own templates even to build out parts of my site. So it's like templates are helpful in that way and can help you still have like that unique to you look. And it's nice too, with, for new business owners, I would add that like starting with something like a template is really smart before investing in a totally custom website. Cause you're going to save a lot of money and your business is going to change so much in those first few years are just so pivotal. Um, and if you, you invest say like $10,000, that'd be a lot for your first site. But if you did spend that much on like a completely custom website, and then, you know, one year into business, you realize you don't actually like the ideal client you were trying to serve, or you're completely changing services. And now it's like, you spent all that money and are making huge pivots. So templates are great for like making a lower investment to start and then getting your website up. Hey friends, real quick offer for you. Creating courses as an online entrepreneur is a super popular way to create passive income, but it definitely takes a ton of hours, dedication and work. And as a visionary and a business owner, who really has the time to carefully craft the ins and outs of a binge-worthy course? That's where Dream Pro comes in. You give them your vision and they literally run with it. When I personally first launched my course, now known as Elevate, my team and I put in countless hours outlining the course, creating the slides and assets, and putting everything together. So when it came time to relaunch my course, I invested in Dream Pro to quite literally make my course's dreams come true. If you're ready to create or revamp your course, don't waste another minute of your time trying to do it all by yourself. Check out the link below in the show notes to connect with Dream Pro now. Now back to the show.
Yeah. I a thousand percent agree with you because we're like I said, almost five years in and we still use your template. Like that's what we've, and I, it's been perfect for us because like you said, we have changed so much over the years and I'm sure we'll continue to change. And it's just worked really, really well for our business. And we have the ability to customize it. Thanks to show it and your little mini course that you give, um, all of your template purchasers. That's what was so helpful for us and wanting to make more, you know, custom changes to our, to our template whenever we needed to. So, and I guess when it comes to, you know, making changes or revamping a website, what would you say is the most common misstep that you see business owners making on their website and how can they avoid it or remedy the issue? Yeah. So, okay. A few, a few mistakes slash like pet peeves of mine, even one is not linking out very obviously to your social media from your website. I think a lot of people and a lot of designers, even so if you're a designer listening, think about this. Um, but you get really into like making people stay on the website. And so you're not linking clearly to Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. If you're using that, whatever, cause you're trying to keep people on your site but people want to hang out with you on their turf is how I always phrase it. And I think of social media as that, as that way, because it's a app where they are familiar with it. When they click over to your profile, it's the same format as their profile. And they want to be able to click around and explore. So a lot of people might land on your website, maybe even from Instagram, but then they want to go back to your Instagram or they find you from hearing you on a podcast or find you through SEO on Google. And the first thing they might do is click that Instagram or Facebook icon or whatever the icon is for the thing that they are most comfortable with. And then they come back to your website. So when you think about your designing your site, I would say having the social media icons does not need to be all of them. Just like maybe three that you're truly using linked in your navigation, possibly if if it makes sense for your business, but definitely no matter what linked in the footer. So the footer is just that whole bottom area. That's going to be on every page of your site. You might have, um, even like your Instagram live feed down there, maybe a few other links, um, like to, you know, your back to your homepage about page contacts and things like that, but then have those icons so that people can click over and And another little quick thing is have them open in a new window. So in something like show it, you have the option to keep links internally in that window, which means it's like you, if they're on your about page, your about page has gone away and now it's replaced with Instagram. Um, but opening a new tab automatically, like having it set on that will allow people to keep your website up in one window. And now they have your Instagram. So just letting them like really explore on their own turf and making sure it's like cohesive between those two things. Like we want people to be on your website and then go over to Instagram and still feel like it's the same business, that the design feels similar. The things you're saying that bio on your Instagram needs to feel similar to whatever you're saying on your website, all of that being cohesive. But I think like so much like sales are happening from people going between multiple platforms. Yeah. I love that you, I had never really heard it phrased in that way. Like people want to, you know, interact with you on their own turf. That's such a good way to put it and to think about it in terms of like getting into the mindset of your client. I I love that. And I think we'll kind of like pivot the conversation a little bit into like platforms and, and systems and things of that nature, because that's also obviously a huge piece of your website is your platform. And I know there's a lot of choices available as far as web design and hosting. And I know you work primarily with show it. I think that you only work with show it, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So if you could tell us a little bit more, you know, about show it the benefits of it over other types of platforms, like maybe WordPress or Squarespace or Wix. And do you have any other recommendations as far as, you know, what are the best resources or platforms that business owners can use when creating or revamping their websites? Yeah. So show it is show. It's amazing. I've actually designed on other ones 
besides show it before starting to use show it show it's been around less time than some other ones like wordpress has been around forever squarespace has been around longer than show it but show it's not like totally new but if you haven't heard of it that might be why, because it hasn't been around a super, super long time, especially in the way it is now where you're like just on the internet designing. And at one point show, it was really, really geared just towards photographers and wedding industry people. So for a long time, all their marketing was like, Hey, you know, you're a photographer. This is the website builder for photographers. It's literally in recent years of like, even since I've been a show it designer and show it design partner that they pivoted their marketing away from photographers, which I was so grateful for. I still remember sitting we had like a show it, it was like a top designer retreat in Cabo at the beginning of 2020 before the world shut down. So I was there like in Cabo with show its team right before then, but sitting in a room with them when they were talking about that decision of like pivoting away from just talking to photographers. So again, it hasn't been that long. That was early 2020. And now show it really is talking to like anyone who wants creative freedom over their website, um, which in reality, that's who it's always been for. Um, it was just marketed more niche towards photographers. So the thing though, I love most about show it over other platforms is I, I like to phrase it as if you can see it, you can change it. Some platforms like Squarespace, you might get a template and you're like, okay, you know, love this template, but like, I really, I'm someone who wants the logo on the left instead of in the center. You can't, you can't change it easily. Like yeah. there's a lot there's stuff like that where it's like, you just can't edit it yeah. um, and show it anything that you see in the template you're purchasing, you can adjust. You also can really easily change out the colors on the whole site in like seconds. Like you change out and like your color number two is this shade of pink. You want to be blue, bam, it's changed everywhere that pink was in like one click. So there's a lot of stuff like that that makes for quick editing, but you really should have a lot of creative control over your site without having to go back to a designer or developer anytime you want updates. Um, you can of course work with designers if you want to, but when I first started as a web designer myself, I was on WordPress and it was always hard for me because my clients needed me so much to keep updating, updating. their site, which can, yeah, yeah, which can be great recurring revenue yeah. um, as a designer, but it was like, I want you to be able to go on there yeah. and like change out this photo and feel confident doing that, which there are plenty of WordPress builders that do allow someone to be more confident doing that. But yeah, I think like that's a huge pro show is you're going to feel like you're in control of this you can change stuff as you want to. And you can also really customize the mobile side of things, which is something that can both be frustrating because you got to make sure you update mobile. Um, that's another like tip I would add of like things that mistakes people make on show it specifically is like you design the whole desktop side and just yeah. forget mobile and, and mobile matters so much. So you got to be a little meticulous of like going back and forth between the two, but that's a really beautiful thing about show it because, because like I just said, mobile is so important. I mean, for most of us, over half of your website views are coming from mobile. Yeah. Um, that's just like statistically true right around half or over, especially if you include things like iPads. So, so that matters a lot and we want to be able to customize that. And some platforms don't really let you do that as much. So yeah, yeah I'm a big, I'm a big show fan over here. <laughs> yeah. We were before we moved to show it, we were on WordPress and we were using the Divi theme builder. Yeah. That's what we had before we moved over. And I was an OBM at the time. And I had also clients that were still in WordPress using or using Divi or some type of like builder that was in WordPress and what you were talking about, like they didn't know how to make updates. And so I was having to 
figure out, I'm not a designer and I don't have to figure out how to make updates to the website for them. And then I think, I remember, I think now I know how I found you. I was with an OBM client at the time. You had just done a custom website for her. And that's how I had found you and how I discovered show it. And then I was having to, like, if she was ever, you know, um, launching a new program or service, I was having to like add a sales page or something like that for her on her site. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much easier to use than ours. And I think that's how I ended up finding you. And then converting to show it. Thank goodness I did because what you're talking about with limiting, um, customization, huge game changer. Like if you, like you said, if you can see it, you can customize it and it just makes it so much easier. You don't have to know code to be able to customize it, to be on brand or have a unique personality, like you're wanting it to. And I'll also say show it support team is they're rock stars. Like they are the best, like I think customer service team that I have ever interacted with in the online space. And like, for example, we even had an issue with our website this past summer. Like I had accidentally forgot to have my domain on auto renew and my domain removed and everything got messed up with my website. And I I'm hosting through Bluehost and they're not the easiest with support. And so I was able to go to show it and they were able to like really direct me where I needed to. And they're just so awesome to work with. I remember one time, even like about a year ago, there was some like really weird oh, we were trying to set up like a redirect or something was going on with our old blog posts. And I had to like contact the developer for the plugin that we were trying to use. And I had sent it over to them like, Hey, for future reference, you know, if this happens, I I reached out to the developer personally, and this is the code he gave me to fix it. And so I was like, if you guys want to save it, if anybody else has this issue and they sent me a coffee cup, like they were like, Oh my gosh. I was like, Oh my gosh. So I have a show at coffee cup. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But truly their team is so great. I think that's honestly, I wouldn't say it's just not talking about as much in terms of like, especially in a remote space, if you're trying to DIY stuff on, like on your own, having platforms or working with companies or, you know, software that has a good support network for you to be able to DIY stuff when you have to troubleshoot or stuff breaks or fixes. And I would say that's like one of the like things about show it outside of the fact that it's so easy to use that sets them apart from other platforms is their, their customer service. Yes. Yeah. You're, and you're so right. And that the, them sending you a coffee mug is so sweet and like very common for them though. And a thing that's like, like you're saying more unique about them. I mean, they're all, they're headquartered in Arizona. I literally was at their headquarters like last summer and got to see like they, all the support people are right there. So they're not outsourcing their support overseas, which is like what a lot of these types of companies are doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're talking to like a real person who understands show it and is like right there chatting with you. And then with us, like I also offer customer support. So like technical stuff will be like, Hey, you need to contact show it like your domain going down. Like we can't help with that, but we do in-house customer support. That's really quick and helpful too. With like, if you're like, Hey, I have a specific question relating to the design of this template or how to do something we help with that. So yeah, it's, it's very nice knowing that you have a lot of support. If you are nervous about DIY and it's like, you can, it's, it's not as scary as it seems. Basically. Exactly. And they've got their, their team in your back pocket. Literally. I feel like they're just, yes. they're so fantastic. And then obviously like, I love chatting with people about business platforms and tools and systems, because that's obviously what we do as a team. And on our team, we use ClickUp. It's our favorite tool that we personally use. And we couldn't run our business without it. I mean, our business 
eat, breeze, lives out of ClickUp now. So I'm curious, what are some of your top platform recommendations that you have seen work really well for maybe content creation or client management processes, or just your business in general that you would recommend either to service-based businesses or other designers or, you know, anything of that nature? Yeah, gosh, I have a few I can share and maybe some that people aren't as familiar with even, but first I'll say ClickUp too, for me has changed my life, yes. which you and I have a podcast <laughs> interview set up. Yeah, we do. I think in January, where we're going to talk about, yeah. yeah, we're going to talk about the whole process there. But seriously, that was, I mean, I'm, I'm like a few months in now to using ClickUp. Wish I had done that sooner and everything feels so organizing. You guys did incredible on that. So can't recommend working with you enough, seriously. You. But that, so ClickUp would be my top one now because that really is like how now as like a virtual team and yep. online business, everything is streamlined through there. And I used to use a lot of other tools that we've now eliminated and everything is basically through ClickUp. And we use Google Drive a lot too, um, which I, I really also love. But one tool that I would would say that less people might be familiar with, but is really helpful if you are doing customer support in your business, or if you have, for whatever reason, a lot of emails coming in, maybe to multiple email addresses, multiple team members that need to see all the emails, um, is a software called front. Have you heard I of knew front? That's what you were okay. Say yeah. It. Yes. Do you guys so use front? We downloaded it and, um, we have it like I've got an account. We just haven't had time to set it up yet. So we have yeah. it. It's just sitting there right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it's okay. It's seriously like I, we've been using it probably three years now or so. And it's amazing. Like all the, the, to help people like visualize how this is helpful. Like when I, when I first like hired someone to help me with customer support for my template shop, that was a big hang of my head. I was like, how can we like chat on the emails. Like, you know, if we get an email from someone and Stacy's wondering what to say, like, does she have to like send me a Slack message or text me about it? You know, it's like, this gets rid of all that. So basically all the emails come into the different inboxes. There's all kinds of filters and sorting you can do, but when an email comes in, Stacy could start a draft. I can see the draft and edit it. We can chat back and forth on the email, trying to sound or respond. You can do tons of canned messages that are your starting point you can delay sending. Um, there's all tagging on, on stuff to sort different types of emails and put people through like a customer journey even. So it's really helpful. I'm in front constantly because that's like the other tool. I feel like I'm using the most and that we use the most besides ClickUp because that's kind of where all messages come in at. So yeah, I really love that. And if it cost per seat, so like however many team members you're going to have in it, it, it costs for that, but it's, it's so, so worth it and really helpful. So that's one I'm obsessed with. I also really loved up Sato. I've been using that since like early, early, early days of my business. And back when I did a lot more client work, it was like, that was just the backbone of like running the invoices and contracts and all that. So th those are some of my favorites. Yeah. And I would say, I think probably too, like why we haven't started using front as much is because we're not as customer support heavy as you guys are. Yeah. So it hasn't been like a big need for us to get it integrated, but I can totally see why if somebody gets like a lot of support tickets or questions, like in your case, you obviously have templates and people that are needing some support and either, you know, customizing or uploading or just having general questions. We're still mostly agency side. We do have like our course, but a lot of the questions for the course come through, you know, mighty networks where our course is right now. So we haven't really had a need to integrate it yet, but we've got it in our back pocket and it's ready to go. <laughs> so. Yeah. Are you already paying for it and not using it? No. So okay. I'm, I did the free trial and I just didn't That's continue good. with it quite so yet. That would so. stink because it can, it can get, I think we're, we pay probably like 150 a month. So because yeah. there's more people in it. So it can get expensive. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, I would think if you're paying to have it. Yeah, no, it. no. It's, it's just sitting, collecting desk waiting for us. So yeah. it's, it's not quite ready yet. But well, Elizabeth, it has been so much 
much fun chatting with you today. I, you know, obviously love all of your work and what you do and just how much care and attention that you put into your business and your brand and taking care of your clients and your students. So it's always a pleasure, you know, talking to people that I just really, truly, um, you know, love and support over the past couple of years. And as always, uh, we want to talk about, you know, how can people get in touch with you if they, you know, want to work with you, if they're interested in your templates, um, your course, what does that look like in terms of um, what you've got going on on your, on your side? Yeah. So yeah, you can find my website templates and book.designer just at elizabethmccravey.com and you'll find it all there from the homepage. And if you're, I will say I have two freebies I'd recommend if you just want some like more stuff to help you in your business. Yeah. If you're a designer, I have a guide. It's at elizabethmccravey.com slash ASAP. So easy to remember, but it's a guide all about how to find your first paying client as a designer. It's super practical first or next paying client. Um, I focus kind of on both ideas there, but that's really helpful. And then for anyone, if you are just wanting to write better sales page headlines or email subject lines, I have a free that's 11 headline templates for sales pages where you plug and play the words to make a really great headline for your sales page. So that's at elizabethcravey.com slash headline. So those are two little helpful things for you. Okay. Awesome. And for everybody that's listening, we'll make sure to link all of that in the show notes for you guys. So you guys have a quick, easy access to that. But before we let you go, Elizabeth, we're going to run into a couple of rapid fire questions. So you didn't send me these ahead of time. I feel like a lot of podcast people send them. So it's like not actually rapid fire because you're like, I need you guys are rapid fire. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. What is your favorite TV show? Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Now I'm like, I want to see the answer. Um, this is why it's nice. I guess when you get them in advance, so I'll say, okay, this is not my favorite TV show, but I'll say, this is what we're watching right now that okay. I really love Abbott elementary. Have you heard of that? No, where was on, it's on it? Hulu right now. Okay. Um, like coming out week. I think it's like on network, but it's so funny. It's like the office, but with teachers and elementary school, it's hilarious. Okay, so you're going to kill me, but I have only watched one episode of the office. <sighs> I love the, the office might be my answer to my favorite TV show or friends yeah. is my favorite problem. Friends but. is mine. I think like friends yeah. is like, it's like my comfort blanket. If I ever just want to like yes. have the TV on for white noise, it's always friends or so I'll put a Harry Potter movie on. <laughs> Yes, I love, love Harry Potter. So, okay. What is your favorite meal or food? Hmm, I, my favorite food is probably cheese just in any <laughs> variety. I love, yeah. I put cheese on everything. Yep. We hilariously buy multiple bags of shredded cheese a week. Like we, uh-huh. we eat a lot of cheese. So yeah. cheese probably just cheese, cheese in any capacity. Nice. Have you tried a Bellavitano cheese? That sounds familiar. I feel like I can kind it's of like visualize like the logo. <laughs> It's like a hard cheese. This is now a podcast episode all about cheese, but um, <laughs> it's like a hard cheese, kind of like a okay, like a Parmesan or something. But it's that's my favorite. I've we ordered a char- a charcuterie board down here one time. One of my friends makes them and like delivers them to your house, and that was on there. And it's like forever my favorite cheese that will always be in the fridge. So oh, is that like a brand of cheese or a type of cheese? A brand, okay. Um, it's Bella. Yeah. Bella, but they've got like different, like they've got a Merlot flavored one. They've got like a espresso. I like the Merlot. That one's my favorite, but it's really good. If you like more of like hard cheese. So love it. You have to try that one. Yeah. (laughs) What is your dream travel location? Hmm, Probably Europe. Um, like somewhere I've never been to Europe. I've actually left the country very few times in my Mm -hmm. life because we didn't travel much growing up. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of, um, places are appealing to me. 
but I would say probably like Paris or Italy somewhere over yeah, there. Italy's a good favorite. one. That's yeah. probably one of my favorites. Italy. The food alone yeah. is a good reason to go. Yes. <laughs> Especially you like cheese and a pasta. You I really though. And I love cheesy wine pasta. too. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the last question is what did you want to be when you grow up? <sighs> so when I was, um, in middle school, I wanted to be a crime scene investigator. That was like my big thing. And I still really love law and order SVU. That's like my favorite TV show. I'm also a big mystery novel person. I love, I knew that because you always share about your mystery novels on Instagram. Yeah. One point I thought that really would be my possible career path. Um, and then when I was really little, I wanted to be a fashion designer, which actually Mm -hmm. does feel more aligned with what I actually do, even though I'm way less into fashion than I was as a child, (laughs) apparently, But, but I do love design and loved it back then too. So awesome. Cool. Well, like I said, Elizabeth, it was so good chatting with you today. Um, everybody that's listening, like I said, everything's going to be linked in the show notes. If you want to get in contact with her, highly, highly recommend her website templates, um, or her course. If you're a designer, she's just, she's amazing. So, and she just really, I think is the definition of going above and beyond for clients and students. Like she really does just, um, there's no fluff. She provides a lot and it's just, it's a great investment. So Elizabeth, Thank thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Awesome. I should have said too, I have a podcast. Maybe I should throw that in there real yeah, quick. Yeah, you but, should. You should. Totally. Um, and I want to have you on it. I'm yeah. I'm actually planning to email you guys about that like this week. But yeah, Breakthrough Brand Podcast, if you like podcasts, another Yeah, her podcast is really great, by the way. Like she talks about a variety of topics and I really like your episodes because they're so like, they how would you describe it? Like quick and not quick and to the point, but like you provide yeah. so much value, like without a lot of fluff kind of, I guess, like your services. Like there's just a lot of tangibles. I feel like you can always walk away with, with your podcast episodes. Thank you. That's sweet. Yeah. Well, it's been so fun chatting. Yes. You too. And for everybody (laughs) listening, I will see you guys um, on next week's episode. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Elevate Effect podcast. If you liked what you heard, share the episode with your best friend, team member, or even your dog. If you have a minute, leave a review below or DM me on Instagram to let me know what you want to hear on the podcast next. Thanks again, and I can't wait to see you next week.